how do I not feel run over? Because it's actually a really, really important question is happy wife, happy life. That is what that is. It's getting run yeah. over yeah. all day, every day, hoping at some point your wife will return the favor without ever asking for it. But just yeah. like, you know, just hoping, please, please, like, when's happy life going to happen? So main conflict areas for most marriages, money, sex, mm-hmm. in-laws, parenting, religion housework and free time like those are kind of like the hot topic areas so mm. yeah if you can get to win wins in those areas like you're great hold your station this education is relevant the motivation through conversation is evident we're talking spiritual body mind development this is the manhood experiment the manhood experiment the manhood and we're back we're gonna split it up into two episodes so that way we can transition into a new part of this conversation. I hope that y'all still with us. I hope that y'all loving Dr. Mike Frazier here on the Manhood Experiment with Jay Dragon, Big Dreams. Yeah, we're getting some tactical stuff here. I wanted to come back to Jay's question though about timing, right? Yeah. Like, is there a better time to make these requests or not? And again, if you're the type of couple that likes to say like, hey, once a week, let's do this, great. For us, my wife is not into that. She doesn't want to do that. And so I think it's more just... There's never an easy time to make those requests, I don't think. So just, you know, maybe not when she's already mad at you or something, but (laughs) other than that, Mm. just kind of whenever you have a moment. Also just setting it up. Hey, like, I've got something I want to ask you. Just like giving that little warning shot, just kind of tunes her in. Like, hey, there's something I've been wanting to ask you. Now she's like, oh, what is it? Right? Boom, trigger. Yeah, exactly. And then, it's, <laughs> and then it's just, yeah, here's my request. Here's the reason why. And yeah. as long as you follow that format, you'll probably get a yes 95 times out of 100. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, let's get tactical <laughs> here. Again, I don't want to overwhelm people with thinking we're going to dive into like five different examples. So let's start with three examples. But I'm really curious because it's the sad truth that statistics for marriages, like whatever your belief is or not, are not always in everyone's favor. I think that whether you just round up and say one in two marriages are going to find themselves on the rocks at some point, Mm. like provide some hero stories or some stories that are inspirational. So people I think can build up some faith where people have maybe found themselves again on the rocks or ready to call it quits and reignited that passion and into the relationship. Yeah. I'd love to do that. You know, that's why I do this work and yeah, love those stories. If you head over to strongmen.io, and then there's results page. It'll show like a bunch of these stories. Yeah. Uh, but okay. there's kind of like four, there's basically like four types of guys or four types of situations people come in. So I'll give you four <laughs> instead of three. Okay. So guy one is a guy like I was that I'm doing everything right. My wife isn't having sex with me. I don't get it. I'm frustrated. You know, what do I do? The intimacy isn't there. We're kind of like good roommates, but I'm also sick of that because this is the one woman I can have sex with morally and, and all of that. And she mm. won't. And yeah, I just feel like really stuck, really trapped. So on the website there, Justin was kind of in that situation. So you know, I call my program Strong Men, Strong Marriages, because basic concept is women, they're attracted to strength and it feels better to be strong. So we, we talk about building strength, building a spiritual strength, which to me is about and this was just in kind of big time where the self-confidence was just kind of low because of everything that was happening. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he really stepped into getting his worth from God, which is a, a big part of what we talk about in the program. 
really feeling that, managing his thoughts and emotions way better. So in our program, every day we're going in and like looking at our thinking, feeling, and acting patterns in a really specific way and daily doing that, daily getting feedback on it. And so people just start shifting really fast compared to like seeing somebody once a week or whatever. So, you know, he came in, starts feeling stronger in himself, starts managing his thoughts and emotions way better. Then we talk about, yeah, how do you start communicating better, asking for what you want, like we've been talking about, yeah, setting appropriate boundaries. Like he's, he shared just some really cool stuff where for a long time it had been like hard for him to go on dates because he like was kind of unsure about that, but hmm. was able to step into that and start just like loving that. They actually, they had kind of a unique story where she, so we do an apology letter as part of what we do too to just kind of like look back and really, I consider that the death of the old relationship. Mm. So you kind of are writing, Hey, like this is how I strained you. That was not right. Here's how I was thinking. That was not right. You know, I don't want to do that anymore. I can see why you would distance yourself from me because of everything that I was doing. Mm. Got to go on a personal note. Like when, when we saw our couples therapist and I saw my side, I like had to leave and I went to the beach for a couple of days. Cause I was like, I can't believe I was doing this to my wife for so long Mm. and came back and was just like, man, you could divorce me and I could understand it. Like I would expect that actually based on how I've treated you. But yeah, kind of getting to that level of seeing no kidding, no kidding. You'd want to distance yourself from me. Mm. So, you know, did that apology letter was able to see those patterns. And so wives will have different responses to this. It's always ends up being positive, but for her, she was like, we need to just like reset our relationship. So she actually took a ring off and I was like, oh crap. Like, oh man, did my system fall apart? Like, <laughs> like is this, is this going to be really bad? But yeah. she was like, no, this is just my way of saying we're restarting this relationship. And, you know, they kind of did that and started like dating again. And okay, yeah, just ended up and I had like a remarriage ceremony a little later and we're just like <laughs> doing so so good and yeah if you watch the video like just watch her face like how excited she is about like how different this man is wow i love it when i get those like messages from their from the wives they're like man he's completely changed he's like thank you for your work like it's inspiring me to be better Mm. so yeah so he's a good example of guy one that's like kind of doing doing the right things but the connection just isn't there the intimacy Mm -hmm. just isn't there that's a big piece in a lot of marriages yeah. to where, yeah. you know, even the dating thing, getting back to dating and saying, you know what, we're going to make this time because there's a time for me, I'll be transparent to where we would go out, I would do this planning, I have this date night in mind, and we would go on this date and then something would come up and it'd be an argument. I'm like, I don't even know how like, I do this. Why do I even put this time and yeah. money and effort in trying to plan something? And we always argue when we go out just a frustrating feeling and man i can't even tell you how we got out of that i guess i just told her i don't like going on dates <laughs> because <laughs> i feel like we're gonna argue and i feel like my time is wasted so i'd yeah. rather put my effort yeah. in something else that you like as opposed mm-hmm. to a date and yeah. at some point we got better i can't even remember how we got out of that but yeah yeah and so that that's a great example dreams because you know that's what i would call an intimate conversation right mm-hmm. which is to me, intimacy is is knowing and being known. And so, yeah, you made yourself known there. And to me, intimacy also is like, it's telling your wife something that you know she's not going to like, right? That's mm. when it's hard. When you know she's not going to like 
accept that or validate that, right? It's going to like yeah. kind of shock things and, and mix things up. That's the price of growth, right? That's that's yeah. what it takes. Takes courage to do that. Step forward into growth. Oh, I got a question for you because I think a lot of people run into this. You gave some examples in part one of this. I would call this like the communication episode. Last time was really focused on intimacy. We're going to call this the communication episode. What are some tips to get from like saying, well, you did this last week. Well, you did this the week before that. And kind of get into this tallying of things that were offensive behaviors, right? Yeah. So one thought on that is you can be right or you can be effective. Yeah. Mm. So like, what's the outcome? looking for and this is one of the big things we do in the program we kind of have a model we use and we just like plug in what's the result you want at the end of this conversation well i want us to be connected okay well let's back up like what do you need to do with what intentions how do you need to feel how you need to think to do that so like if you're in the mindset of well you did this right the thought process is kind of like well you're doing less than me or you should have done this for me right so you're feeling Mm -hmm. angry entitled your action is to tell your wife everything that's wrong with her. Your intention is really to like hurt her, bring her down. And mm-hmm. so what's the result? Disconnection, yeah, lower attraction, right? All of that. Versus if we back up and say, okay, like why, why is this bothering me? Probably there's a request to be made, right? That's probably what's going on. Oh, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. What do you want her to do? You know, mm-hmm. do you want her to make the meals? You didn't make meals. All right. What, what's the request? Hey, would you be willing to make meals? Because that would really mean a lot to me. And then all of a sudden, the whole thing ships, right? Ships, she's yeah. like, yeah. She's like, yeah, sure. Or maybe she's like, you know, I can't really do that right now. I'm so sorry. Is there something else I can do? And so communication, the main framework that I like to teach, it's from Stephen Covey, Seven Habits yeah. of Highly Effective People. So just seek first to understand, mm-hmm. number one. And that's a skill in itself, right? Yeah, easier yeah. said than done. Yeah, really like trying to get into this person's shoes, really trying to be them. Like when I'm doing this best, I call it ghost mode. It's like I go out of my body and now I am my wife wow. or whoever I'm mm-hmm. trying to listen to. Like my hands are her hands. I've been through a bunch of trauma in my life. Like even just saying that now, like I can feel myself sort of softening. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife's been through a lot. She's a great woman. I'm feeling love for her as I'm doing that. And mm. you know, to me, that's like a spiritual experience of really empathizing in that way. And I, and I see it like when I'm doing this with guys and I have them do it, like you can, you can see it and they can sense it. It really is just like a softening of your whole body that happens when you're like actually in that other person's experience. Yeah. So that's first. A lot of times a lot of stuff will go away when you do that. So if she's like, well, you didn't do this, you're like, and it's hard, it's hard to do, but if you can try to not make it personal, but just really step into her shoes. Oh, so if that was really important to you that I took the trash out the other day and I wasn't there and that reminds me, coming back to what we talked about, that reminds me of like these other times I wasn't there. Yeah. Like I can see that. That would be frustrating. Mm -hmm. That would be hard. That would make you feel alone. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry for that. Then all of a sudden, yeah. probably everything goes away if you can, if you can like really do that and get into your suit. That's yeah. when you get the stance back to, I guess, to direct from there. I would, see. right. That's when you could truly right. be demanding relationship again, so to speak, and yeah, get that ownership back of all right. Now that you know, I can understand you. Let me give you some direction of how to get there. Right. Well, yeah, and then so yeah, step mm. two: seek to be understood. Right. So now you're like, okay, well, here's where I'm coming from. 
right? And then it's get to win-win. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, and this comes back to Jay's question earlier of how do I not feel run over? Because it's actually a really, really yeah. important question is mm-hmm. happy wife, happy life. That is what that is. It's getting run yeah. over yeah. all day, every day, hoping at some point your wife will return the favor without ever asking for it. But <laughs> just yeah. like, you know, just hoping, please, please, like when's happy life going to happen? So yeah, you got to get to a win-win. So main conflict areas for most marriages, money, sex, Mm. in-laws, parenting, religion, housework, and free time. Like those are kind of like the hot topic areas. So Mm. yeah, if you can get to win-wins in those. That was a big, yeah. Yeah. If you can get to win-wins in those areas, like you're great. Yeah. So I want to point out, like, I think you hear this and you're like, you say, well, yeah, easier said than done. I think as a male, and I'll just say me, like I'm, I can be kind of type A of just like, action do go like i want this result now and the time that it takes <laughs> to empathize i feel like i have empathy certainly mm-hmm. but there's times where it's like in this instant when it happens in the spur of the moment type of thing it's like well i want to be heard i'm not feeling heard yeah. and understood right now so yeah. it's like why do i want to go and understand where you're going if you have it uh... that's where it's like i feel like obviously you look after it happened. You're like, oh, I should have just done that. But in the moment, you're thinking like, this is very clear. I'm doing this, you know, and this reaction happened. <laughs> yeah. You how know? do you get out of self? Like, how do you get yep. to the point to where you're like, I'm willing to get out of self? Yeah. And here's what I'm saying. In a daily moment, I think it's easy when you realize, all right, our marriage is on the rocks or this is, we got to, this is crucial. But in the daily moments of like, here's an example. My office is from home. I work from home. And there's times where I have my day detailed out like by 30 minutes, like throughout the whole day. Mm. And, you know, a little mini incident happens and, and I don't feel like in the moment I have that time to dive in and do all that, but we don't see eye to eye. And then I feel like, well, I didn't have strong enough boundaries. There's a lack of respect and that struggle happens. It's Mm. like, well, shoot, if I, and that's where I ask about the timing type of thing, where it's just like in the middle of the day, I don't have that time to be drawn into that and be taken away from Mm. priorities or whatever but i think that's the story of life you know yeah 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 it's so in a situation like that yeah i think you know having that conversation just being like i I definitely want to hear you it's just during this time when i'm working unless it's like an emergency i just i just can't like my brain's not going to be there i want to be there for you it's just not going to work and kind of the other thing i'll tell guys about this is so there's kind of like two options when you're trying to get into her shoes. So option one, which is the best option, if you can do it, is to yeah manage your own emotions, take some breaths, and not make it about you and try to get into her mm-hmm. shoes, right? And so mm-hmm. the other thing that we teach is what we call mental rehearsal. So actually, like not just waiting for these moments to happen, but really picturing them happening before they happen, right? So like you, for example, imagine your wife comes in right now to the office and you just picturing, okay, how do I want to respond in that situation? Have it mapped out and then actually mm-hmm. practice that, like rehearse that mentally so that when she comes in, you know exactly what you're going to do, what you're going to think, feel, how you're going to act. And it's not just how you act, right? It has to be all of those. It has to be what your brain's actually telling yourself, how you're feeling, what you're doing, your intentions behind that. So yeah, that was a, that was a combo right there. Combo nuggets with fries. Like <laughs> that, that practice, that practice, you know, yeah. put it in a place like what could possibly happen in this moment? We do it with everything else as guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you're 
in the army or military, they train you and things like that. Hey, always think about what could possibly happen. You know, if you're yeah. in the office area, you're executive or you're trying to get to that partner, whatever, whatever you're trying to do in life. They say, well, or if you're an athlete, hey, practice, practice, practice routine. That way you can think of all your options when you get to that. If the ball comes over here, you know you got this outlet here. But we don't apply it to the things that are like, I would say, more complex, like your marriage or your relationship, you know, with your significant other to say, well, if we get into this conflict, what would I do to be my best self? Am I practicing here and putting this same athletic energy in? in this situation, in this relationship that I do when I'm on the court, when I'm on the field, when I'm in the yeah. office, you know, when I'm reporting for duty, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's what we do in the program, right? We help mm. set that up because typically, and usually there's like one, we do like one at a time, right? There's kind of like one main thing to work on. A lot of times it's this one, a lot of times listening, <laughs> yeah. listening well. And so we just kind of, you know, practice, practice that so like option one is that you know okay can i put myself aside here get into her shoes really try to step into her go ghost mode you know and you practice that but the other option option two is i can't do this right now right whether that's because of my brain can't be here right now whether that's i'm too emotionally activated that i can't do that right now that's your other option and some guys will think that can't be an option but actually it has to be because there are going to be times where you just mentally emotionally time-wise whatever just can't really do it and and she might maybe she gets upset well you never pay attention to me it's like no you know i i want to i just can't do a good job of it right now and i want to be able to give you my full attention i need to take a break or we need to do this later i can't do a good job of it right now that is a vulnerable like like, statement to make to where somebody can't go back and say well you what? Well, how can I make? How can I help you do a good job? <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like the person has only one response. Like, oh, you you're not doing your best. I want to help disarming. you do your best. Like, what yeah. else somebody right. gonna say to that? Right. Well, I got another one. What about a situation with trust? Because this is always a big, big, big piece. You know, people always say, "Man, if we ain't got trust, we ain't got nothing." If you can't trust me to go out and come back you ain't got trust at all like what if somebody's tarnished that trust yeah you know yeah and that i know that was a question that jay had earlier yeah or or just past yeah. my yeah. past life i mean i was a bachelor for 32 years of my life and lived a fun life that was fairly selfish and, and i had a lot of fun and that past life i wouldn't say it has haunted me but it certainly has brought up some insecurities you know based on maybe some past relationship issues so trust I think is a, a big thing, obviously. Yeah, I mean, this is massive. So we can, we can go on. I was just adding a little extra context. Yeah. No, necessary. Yeah. Yeah, so kind of coming back to you, you asked me about like four guys, right? So like guy one was like the guy like me. Guy two is a guy who has broken trust, right? Has been unfaithful or mm. mainly that <laughs> or emotionally or sexually unfaithful. And yeah, it, it's hard, right? What I teach people about trust is you know, there's a difference between forgiveness, faith, and trust. And a lot of times, at least as Christian people, we kind of equate all those. If I forgive someone, then I trust them. If I forgive them, then I have faith in them. But to me, forgiveness just means like you don't try to punish the person anymore. And this includes yourself, Mm. right? So yeah, you, you did whatever in the past. Instead of beating yourself up about that, it's like, yeah, you know, I had those, I learned from it. I don't want to do that anymore, right? So that's forgiveness. 
and and you can choose that anytime, right? You can choose it for you. Uh, faith is believing that things can change, things can get better. Hmm. So you can also choose that at any time. You can choose to have faith in a person that they'll change, be different, right? Trust, though, trust has to be earned, right? Mm-hmm. You can't, you actually can't just choose to trust somebody. This is what I believe in teach anyway. Trust is built by making and keeping promises. So, you know, if trust is a brick house, right, the, the each brick in that is a promise that's been made and kept. So if someone has broken trust, like an affair, right? Mm-hmm. Their job is to, so a lot of guys, they'll, they'll come to the wife and be like, can't you just trust me? Can't you just trust me? I'm like, never, do not say that. She can't trust you, right? Yeah, so you, they, that works. You, yeah, you put that house on the ground, man. Like, she could forgive you. She could have faith. Things can get better. But she, mm. she can't trust you. She should not trust you. And in fact, tell her that. Tell her she can't trust you, right? You're going to have to prove over mm. time mm-hmm. that you can be trusted. And so- That's a tough place you know, for anybody to be. No one has to prove themselves of who they are. Right. Mm. Right. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number. Thousands of people try to call. You talk to one of them. They stay anonymous. I can't hang up. That's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh. Somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. But yeah, the, the thing too I like to talk about trust is you can trust people in different things. You know, like I need an accountant right now. I'm not going to hire my mechanic to do my taxes, right? I wouldn't trust him to do it because he hasn't proven that he can do it. Right? <laughs> um, so that's the other side of this is basically when we talk about like infidelity and trust, it's like, can I trust you to stay faithful to me? Right. And the way that you're going to show that is maybe a good way to explain this is if you tell any lie after infidelity, it's going to explode. Right. It's going to bring up mm. all those wounds. Mm, yeah. I like to use the analogy of wound, right? It's like you cut her That's arm. the memory. Yeah. So now we're like a, a touch wouldn't have done anything before now it really hurts and like we talked about your brain attaching so the main in infidelity the main injury is lying really and so any little lie no matter how small it's going to bring up all of that all those memories and so that's Mm. hard but if you can understand it that's helpful and also understanding the fix is just keeping your word that's it even in the little things right of i'm going to take the trash out just do it right? That puts a little brick down. Okay. And the counterintuitive thing about this too, is when you say no, that also helps build trust. So if, Mm -hmm. if she's like, Hey, can you, can you go do these errands today? And you can't just say no. Yeah. And maybe she's upset. That was a big one for me. Yeah. I was such a, I wanted to be the pleaser when I first Mm -hmm. came in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm naturally a pleaser. That's what Drake mm-hmm. said, right? He's <laughs> something song. But me, I'm, I really am. I'm naturally a pleaser. I, I grew up in a family of 11 mm-hmm. siblings. Nine of those siblings, as far as my aunts, my uncles, are women. So, mm-hmm. hey, you know, D, can you get this? Hey, D, can you get that? D, can you get this? Oh, you're so good at that. Can you do this? You're so strong. Can you yep. do this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm loving this attention. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm loving yeah. 
the checking the boxes yeah. of accomplishing something and getting all the hugs. And you know, your your son is so so well trained. He does such and such a good job. Like, oh yeah, this is me. So I want to be that person. But then I get into my relationship with my wife and I'm not checking certain boxes of my intentions being missed because I'm so good on the intention of who I want to be and I am loving. That's who I am. But I'm falling short on, hey, you said you were going to do this this weekend. It didn't happen. Well, it's because I was with you this weekend and we didn't do it because we were with each other the whole weekend. It didn't get done. But at the same time, I didn't check the box that I agreed to. And the weekend goes by and the trash wasn't taken out. So I'm like learning how to say it depends on the weekend and like having yep. the forethought to even see that in the future now saying, hey, you know what? I'm not sure if it's going to work out like that this weekend. Like that was a big piece for me mm-hmm. to say no. And I know we spoke about this on the manhood experiment when we were talking about the office and things like that, being able to say, no, Hey, I, I can't commit to that, but not necessarily applying it. So we're glad to have you on here, Dr. Mike to kind of, I know I use your first name, Dr. Mike. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, that's great. That's great. Um, yeah. It's kind of a weird way to think about it, but that also does build trust because it's just, doing what you say you're going to do. Yeah. It's also, yeah, not doing what you say you're not going to do. And so a lot of times I appreciate you sharing that dreams about, you know, that upbringing and being a pleaser. Most myself, you know, most of the guys I work with are like that, you know, high achieving guys tend to be like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, one of the things we teach is just like, you know, try to make know your default answer and mm-hmm. really be, be careful with the things that you, the, the answer isn't do more. It's actually commit to less and follow through on it. Yeah. That's facts that, on that, facts. Yeah, that's that's big time right there. BBQ ready. Uh, well, no, I think this has been awesome. I think so we got, I want to get one more example. So we got an example of the lack of trust. We got an example of where maybe some people have fallen out of intimacy. I mean, these are two very common things. Let's hit another example of maybe where there's just sure. a lot of conflict and the conflict has, the two have grown apart a little bit and then there maybe has form some resentment or they're living almost separate lives. And maybe it happened because again, a child came in or they've grown apart a little bit. And I'd love to hear that because that's the movie that we'd like to watch of how they were rekindled and reignited again with that passion. Yeah. Get that flame going again. And you can just send me a tab for my bill for for our session. (laughs) Free game. Free game. So, yeah, I mean, trying to think of a good story on this one. So typically guys will come in with the low, and I would almost group that guy, like the conflict guy into that first group, right? Where they're just kind of like grown apart over time. Mm. But yeah, a guy's been unfaithful. A guy whose wife has been unfaithful is the other guy that'll come in. Or guys that are looking at separation or divorce. So I think like a a separation person's probably yeah. a, a, a good example there where they've, they've grown apart because like unfortunately i do get guys that come in where their relationship is pretty good but they want it better they tend to do yeah. the best fastest because they have less to yeah. pick up but as humans we are more motivated by fear of loss than potential gain so most of the guys that come in are fearing they're going to lose something right they're going to lose their relationship yeah. so yeah. you know they're looking at separation or their wife has brought up that word well, maybe maybe we should just separate. You know, maybe we should get divorced. And they're like, oh crap! And so then they they jump on a call, right? And we we talk. Yeah. But so yeah, this guy Simon, he's on the website too, where they 
high conflict, separated, had a kid. We're actually one was in Canada when the one was in the United States, like that separated. That's a lot of separation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so yeah, you know, he just they actually they'd actually filed for divorce when he came in. So like, wow. you know, high conflicts mm. had couldn't figure it out. But yeah, man, he he came in and just did the stuff we're talking about, right? Like really managed his thoughts, really managed his side, wrote the apology letter, saw how he contributed to the issues. And as far as communication goes, just, yeah, got really good at understanding his wife, getting into her shoes, listening, understand. That was like one of the big things I saw him shift in, you know, through the, through the program was instead of going straight to his side, really taking that time to get into her shoes, you know, to the point where she moved back in, like moved from the United States to Canada with him that brought their daughter and set things up and are just doing awesome. They like took these family pictures at the end of it. We're sending them over mm-hmm. as like a, a thank you. And man, like that's what it's about. It's doing the work. Doing the work. Yeah. It's doing the work, you know? So I think that's good. We, we realized that I think it's a hot topic because again, people, when we fear loss, people are kind of, you're forced into take these types of actions. But again, I want to, really highlight what we started with, you know, in the first portion of that first episode was, was talking about like, why we seek out coaches and why we seek out guidance and support, just like you said, to strengthen what we have so that the trajectory of what we have will be everything we desired and more. So, yeah. you know, before we wrap things up, like in a perfect world, if this was, we can think of it as a, a course or something that was required by men in marriages, why should people seek out that support even if nothing's broken right now we've obviously talked a little bit about it but like give us some examples of like why you believe that this should be almost a requirement yeah i mean blind spots etc you know what i mean yeah the thing is Hmm. you know we tend to repeat the the things we saw in our own relationships like Mm -hmm. in our parents relationship is what i what i mean by that in your marriage and so if that was great if that relationship seemed great then awesome. You're probably doing pretty well. But the other thing too is like, no marriage is perfect. And so, you know, you, yeah, you've picked yeah. up certain things there, whether you're seeing them or not that are you know generating issues currently. And so can you say that one more time for the people in the back? Cause we all have this perception that from the outside looking in, like my friend to the right, man, that's where yeah. we want to be. Like they got it together. Yeah. Why can't we yeah. get it together? We look to the left. They grass is green. I want my grass yeah. to be green too. Like, yeah. you know, what's going on here? So can you say that for one more time for the people in the back? Marriage is not what? Yeah. So I don't remember exactly the quote that I said. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> He said it wasn't perfect. Yeah. No such thing as perfect. But we find perfect that refreshing. Yeah. yeah. When I found that I was going through struggles and realized that almost all my friends were have gone through serious struggles and have seeked support. Like, I don't know why it wasn't like I was feeling good based on their struggles, but it it made me feel like I could relate. And I was like, oh, wow, I don't have to be so hard on myself. Like, this is something that a lot of people do go through, and yet they choose to do the work and get some help and get some support. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. The other thing, too, to your point, Dreams, is like, for for me personally, Mm -hmm. when we were really not doing great in our marriage, people on the outside were like, we want a marriage like yours. Mm -hmm wow, you guys are so amazing. You're like at church, like we tried church class. The kids were like, oh, we want to be like you guys one day. 
I don't know if you do, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we all kind of put on that that mm. face. But as far as like, why to get help? Why to get help? We tend to repeat these problems, and yeah, like it just people are struggling more than you think. Mm. We're building a little more of a community in our program now too, because of that. Because it can feel really isolating. You don't. It's hard to know who to talk to. You don't want to talk to. At least for me, like I didn't want to talk to my parents because I didn't want to make my wife look bad. You know, mm. I wasn't gonna want to talk to her parents. I didn't want to talk to my friends because I didn't want to make her look bad. Of course, like listen to me, right? Make her look bad, yeah. like she was doing everything wrong. But you know, that was my mindset at the time. I got a question for you, Doc. Yeah. So I'm asking for a friend. So you got this scenario to where <laughs> you got family, right? From the husband's side or family from the wife's side that are just not making the effort to connect with the in-law spouse. So just make it more linear. So you got a husband, you got a wife, and the husband's family is not really taking interest in building a relationship with the wife, Right. How do you get over that hump? Is it up to the husband to bridge the gap for the relationship after years of trying? Or is it like, it's just up to the wife to say, you know what? I'm just going to be mature and not deal with the family. And is it up for her to try to figure out what to do? Or is there like a bridge in between, like whose responsibilities lie on who? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good question. Yeah. I think it comes back to that same idea of what's the desired result. So kind of start yeah. there. You know, so is it that you want, well, just you want your family to reach out to your wife? Is it that you want, you know, there to be more kind of like friendliness mm -hmm. there? Is it that you want your wife to reach out to them a little bit more? So get clear on that. Okay. So in this scenario, to make it clear, the husband's like, I don't want to do that anymore. I've tried to get the family to connect with you and uh, vice versa. Sure. I don't want to be middleman anymore. Like I want to be hands off. Yeah. Is it still on him at that point after he communicates that? Or is it now on the wife to just be okay with that not being a relationship? Or like, where does it go? Where do you go? Is there a right answer? So it comes down to what I consider healthy boundaries, mm -hmm. right? So number one is, you know, it's, it's probably the right thing for you to say, I'm not in charge of that relationship because mm -hmm. you're not, you know, you can't, you can't make it happen. And it could be fair to you to kind of decide, are there requests that can be made here that would be appropriate, yeah. right? You know, and it sounds like probably this gentleman has made these requests. Hey, can you reach out more? Can you do this? But, you know, if you haven't, that would be a good thing to do. Get clear on what you actually want mm. and, you know, ask for that with a reason why. Hey, I'd love for you to give my wife a call once a week because I think that will really help strengthen our relationships and I want us to all have a good time together. Yeah. Right. Be specific with what you're asking for. Because if if you're not specific to, hey, I want you to, to reach out mm. more, what does that even mean? Nothing. It's not right? quantitative. Not nothing, but it's very vague. Mm. Like it's hard to follow through on that. So yeah, be specific with the request. Give a reason why if you haven't. If you want your wife to reach out more, be specific with the request. Give her a reason mm. why. But yeah, also like you said, maintaining that healthy attachment, detachment, just being like you know, I can't force them to like each other. Mm. I'm not going to be in charge of that. I think also like getting an outside perspective could be helpful because what, what you'd probably want to dig into is at least your if your wife's up for it, like her whole mindset around this, like what she's thinking, mm -hmm. feeling, does she want that relationship? Does she not? You know, if, the, if your family's into 
some questions around that too. You know, that yeah. can be helpful, but also just getting your own help and support because as you do, that'll help you understand yourself better and then mm-hmm. be able to ask better questions and understand kind of like yeah. what's going on. In and the- getting more information about it, um, more context to it. And a lot of things come down to, you know, kids. When you have kids, then now it's like, who is my family? Who are my children around when I'm not around type of the mm, thoughts yeah. that come there? So like, I see how it can get very complex, but you know, that was one of the questions that I had. I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask some, cause somebody asked me, it says, I'm, I'm going to put that question on the manhood experiment. See if we can get you some answers from the doctor himself, Dr. Frazier on MHE. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for kind of the, the structure again, as a summary, just, you know, figure out what result mm-hmm. you want. And then, you know, if you can make a clear request, if you haven't do that, figure out what your wife actually wants. Mm. And then, yeah, with the family stuff, how the kids are interacting. Again, same idea. Like, it's easy to say, I don't like that, but it's harder to actually think through what do I actually Mm. want and then make a request around that. Focus Um, on what you want. Yeah. When you do, you're much more likely to get it versus just complaining about what you don't like. That's real. Because then it puts the pressure on the other person to try to solve the thing you have an issue with. Yeah, right. Because then, I mean. That's it right there. Right. (laughs) Yeah. They can say yes or no, but you've done your part of being clear with what you're actually asking for. Again, giving a reason why to give you a much higher likelihood of them saying yes. Oh, you're good. Yeah, he's good. He's a real deal, (laughs) y'all. Manhood experiment. (laughs) Big dreams. Dre Dragon. My man's T holding it down to production. Oh, my gosh. And we got none other than the Dr. Mike Fraser on the show, dropping nuggets. So I want to highlight, again, Dr. Mike, Big Mike, Killer Mike here, father of five. I mean, this guy's the epitome of health and just walking, talking image of, you know, something that I certainly strive to, to be more like that role model that he is. Mm. So this is somebody who's been in it. I want to put that reminder out there. Don't suffer in silence. I think that it's natural as a man to think like, oh, it's so masculine. I don't need to talk about my problems. But we're in a world where help's around. We need to reach out. We need to tap on the shoulders from people that have been through what you're going through and give you a new perspective. I love that we dove into a lot of different examples and topics. Dr. Mike has a ton of awesome resources. I love that the podcasts are just it focuses on one topic and you can just scroll through and find something that resonates with you maybe for the specific moment that you're going in or kind of play that game just to get some new perspectives on it. He's got a book coming out. You know, this wouldn't be the manhood experiment if we didn't leave you with tactical experiment. Now I've been taking notes and there's certainly some tactics in here, but Dr. Mike, Mm -hmm. if you were going to leave our listeners with an experiment that they could go in and put into, you know, their relationship, be it the relationship they're currently in or working on, what's a tool or something that we can use right away? Yeah, so I'll I'll answer that. I wanted to say one more thing too, uh, just that I think will be really important. So the idea that a good marriage has like no disagreement, no conflict is incorrect. Mm -hmm. A good marriage actually does have conflict, but it's the ability to turn that into more connection that that matters. And so- we, you know, we all exercise, we all work out. It's actually that break in the muscle that has to happen to build stronger. And it, it, it's the same in marriage. Like these little breaks, they actually, they have to happen. Like, I wish it wasn't that way. It just seems to be that way that, that growth happens on the other side yeah. of that conflict. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so just don't get down on yourself. If you're having 
complex in your marriage, just part of it. Like that's part of intimacy. You're getting to know each other better. And then you can repair after that. That's the key. So as far as like a tactic goes, what will move the needle probably the most for you is really just what we talked about, about listening. Like if you can go home today and the next thing your wife says to you, you just try to really get into her experience Mm -hmm. with it. Even if, if she's like, oh, the kids, you know, kids today, they, they were so, they're so messy. You know, they made them mess mm-hmm. all over the house. Because what you'll probably want to do is say, okay, let's go clean it, mm-hmm. right? But instead of that, just be like, oh, man, like that must have been so frustrating. Mm-hmm. You, you, know, you, you clean that the whole day and you were trying to do all of that. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a softer woman. You're going to get your wife in that moment. But not yeah. having to come in yeah. hot. Let me let me solve that for you and skip the emotional part because that's that's right. harder for us. Yeah, and mm. so even with kids too, it's just like that. And maybe you still go help her clean yeah. after, right? But she'll feel like you saw her, mm. right? And it's actually the same with kids. Like you've got a little kid, right? Like as as guys, we try to sometimes fix real quick. So a kid's crying, mm. like. Oh, don't cry. Like, or you're hurt. Let's put a bandaid on it. But if you'll just take those couple seconds and just be like, oh man, that must really hurt. Ah, yeah, that's, that's painful. Oh, you look sad right now. It, it doesn't oh, like take that. long, but it makes so much difference just in, in their brain development and all of that. And really that's what we're talking about with our wife too, is, uh, is creating a secure bond, a secure attachment for people to bond with somebody else this is from uh, dan siegel's work you need to feel seen safe Mm. and soothed so but first is seen right and a lot of times we just skip it and we try to just go soothe or we try to help her feel safe if we can just take that moment help her feel seen like yeah your wife busts in the door oh like the kids kids going crazy uh and like that's got to be really hard i'm Mm. so sorry and i can't really help you with that right now i apologize she'll probably be like oh okay Right. Versus like, I can't do that right now. Then she's like, oh, my husband doesn't care. But, you know, you take three seconds and five seconds and just let her be seen. Let her emotions be seen. Try to get into them. Try to feel them yourself. Man. That will shift things fast. That's huge. I will say, you know, we've done quite a few episodes. This is probably Mm. one of the most powerful tactical experiences that can enhance your life. Maybe it's because it hits me right. But I think it's obviously this is. You got some neuroscience in here mixed with just real life experience, but that, yeah. that was that was gold and that was beautiful, Doctor. Same, like, I safe, really appreciate that. Soothe, man. I will never forget that, Doctor Frazier. Like, yeah, I'm gonna have yeah. to send you my bill. Or just send me send me my <laughs> my invoice, <laughs> man. First, you teaching us how to get ass for those of you just checking in. <laughs> <laughs> and on this episode, we got the sizzle, baby. Sing, safe, and soothe. So yeah. just know how to handle that conflict resolution. Um, and ass is uh, affection, appreciation. Uh, what was the third A? That attention. yeah, attention, appreciation, affection, and sex, appreciation, yeah. affection, and sex. So man, that I won't forget these. That's that's solid. Told yeah. y'all we was just dropping nuggets. Um, Ooh, what? Love it. Oh, boy. Well. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you listeners thank you for tuning in uh, there's a whole lot more dr mike on strong men strong marriages so we'll have some links posted in the episode uh, for you to get some more information any last message you want to leave the listeners with i don't think so yeah if you do come over to the podcast i recommend starting with episodes one through four they kind of just 
give you an intro to, to what we're talking about. We covered a decent amount of it here, but they'll get a little more into my story and kind of the, the main frameworks we use. Love it. Love, Love it. it. Well, thanks again for being here. We really appreciate you. We appreciate you listeners. Uh, until the next time. No, we got to leave is... them with experiment. We did give the, we left them with the experiment. experiment. Hold on. The experiment's I... listening. Listen. Oh, see? Seen. Seen. Yeah. Seen. I wasn't practicing the experiment right there. I need to lock in. Let me practice the experiment right now. <laughs> so just to clarify, the manhood experiment of the day is to practice listening and not just listening to what's going on, but taking in, like Dr. Frazier said, sing, safe, and soothe. Put those in yep. practice and see how they work for you. And Love then, it. you know, go ahead and hit the doctor up and uh, grab an invoice because <laughs> he, he dropped some free game on us tonight, <laughs> today. <Yep. laughs> Another way to think about it, because I might, like, if someone's listening, it's like, oh, listen, you know, whatever. Like, the word he used in that book is a tune. Mm. And I, I actually like that one better because what we're really talking about is trying to, like, match the emotional frequency mm. that your wife is at you know it's not just oh yeah honey yeah you sound sad it's you actually try to match like oh yeah that would feel sad like your your frequency starts to match hers um that's what's going to make the difference that's what's going to make her feel genuinely seen jay dragon what's your daughter's name adeline adeline yep i don't know why i was thinking harmony I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Harmony. <laughs> Harmony. I love it. Yeah. Adeline. That's a beautiful name, too. Yeah. Oh, All right. Yeah. Locked in. Big Dreams obviously got some practice in uh, safe and soothe um, and listening. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and practice my experiment and let y'all know how that's going for me. <laughs> I promise you I am as well. Thank you. Until next time, Manhood Experiment. We appreciate you. We love you. And we out. We out. What's up? This is Big Dreams. Thank you for checking out today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. If you like today's episode, please subscribe and give us five stars. Not only does your feedback matter, but it helps us to connect with others just like you that find value in our weekly episodes. So subscribe, share, and speak with your friends and family about today's episode. And most importantly, take care of yourself, keep growing, and join us again on the next episode of The Manhood Experiment. <laughs>